Hello, welcome to the For The One Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter. If you're listening right now, you're a true one. You're a day one fan, and I appreciate you. Uh, this is our very first episode ever of uh, the For The One Podcast. If you, ha- if you don't know yet, the For The One Podcast is a podcast all about sports. Sports are my number one passion, and I could just talk about them for days and days, you know. So why not make a podcast about it, you know, and express my one of my many passions. And I hope that you will enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. And you will enjoy my little insights and my little quips. And uh, sit down, get relaxed, and get ready for this first episode. And uh, thank you. All right, all right, all right. Fitting that that was the intro song to this episode, because this episode is going to be a fun one. This episode, I'm going to be going over the top, my personal opinion of who should be ranked in the top 10 NBA players of all time. So from my little, my little insight to that intro track, obviously I've got to go with Michael Jordan, number one. I think this is a Pretty easy choice at this current moment. Uh, Jordan is a six-time champion. He never lost in the finals. He had the ultimate clutch factor. He was the ultimate leader. He just—he just really diffused the first. I think of what uh, he was the first goat really in all of sports. I mean, obviously you could have called like Bill Russell the goat uh, prior to Jordan, but that wasn't really like a. Uh, term or a line of thinking that was really happening that often like there wasn't really much discussion oh who's the greatest player of all time there might have been a discussion of who's the greatest player at this current moment but Jordan was the first one out of, that I could really remember out of all four major sports to really have that narrative going for him and uh he Jordan's what is he he's fifth all-time in scoring he is a 10-time scoring champ. He's the three-time steal leader in a year. Uh, 11 times All-NBA. Nine times All-Defensive Team. He was Rookie of the Year. Uh, he's three-time All-Star MVP, which doesn't really matter, but, I mean, it's a cool little thing. He was Defensive Player of the Year once. He was six-time Final MVP. He was a five-time regular season MVP. And uh, over his career of uh, 1,072 games, he averaged 30.1 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game, and 5.3 assists per game over his whole career. And he played till he was either late into his 30s or till he's 40 when he was on the Wizards. And that's just an incredible feat to me that he could put up those career averages. That's pretty crazy to me. And uh, Jordan, while... A lot of people discredit Jordan for having an easier era than uh, today. But I think he the reason why it seems easier is because Jordan was that good. He dominated. And quite frankly, he there's no competition because he was that good, you know. Obviously, when he was a rookie and he didn't have, have, didn't have as much help, uh, Bird and 
the Celtics and Magic and the Lakers and the Bad Boy Pistons had success. But right around when Jordan started getting uh, to his peak around that prime of your NBA career where you were around like 26, 27, Jordan was a straight dominance. He had six titles in the 90s. And you got to keep in mind that Jordan was retired for two of the years in the 90s. So he really could have like six-peated if he didn't sit out those couple of years, you know, unfortunately because of his father passing away. But uh, yeah, Jordan, I don't know. He, he just, he's the greatest to me. And uh, while there's a certain player that could catch him sooner or later, I think it's safe to say right now that Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Which leads me to the second person on my list in this ranking, which is none other than LeBron James. Personally, I do not like LeBron that much. Uh, I am a huge Celtics fan, and LeBron has... Uh, he's really kicked our butt over the last five to ten years, but we did have success against him until he ran away and created a super team, but that's a different story. Uh, LeBron, four-time champion. Well... Three-time champion, one-time Mickey Mouse champion, depending on how you feel about him. But uh, we'll give him four, you know. We'll be nice. Uh, LeBron in his career, he is a 17-time All-Star. He was a one-time scoring champ compared to, the, I think, the nine-time scoring champ that Jordan was, which kind of shows a difference. He led the league in assists one year, 2019-2020. He's a four-time NBA champ, as I said earlier. 16-time All-NBA, 6-time All-Defensive Team, Rookie of the Year, 3-time All-Star MVP, 4-times Final MVP, 4-time MVP, Rookie of the Year, as I said earlier. Um, Over his career of 1,303 games, he he has averaged 27 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, and 7.4 assists per game. So if you're really trying to compare Jordan and LeBron... Uh, Jordan has him beaten points per game career averages, but LeBron has him beaten rebounds and assists, which is, it shows that LeBron is more, I would say LeBron is a better playmaker than Jordan, definitely. But I think when it came to putting their team on their back at the correct moment, I think Jordan really has LeBron beat there. Jordan is hard to think of a time where Jordan ever really choked, you know, even when Jordan wasn't making the finals and, winning championships he's still putting up 63 points in the celtics all by him lone, all by his lonesome you know which you can't blame him for that you know kind of like how you can't blame lebron for losing in cleveland to like the cat or the spurs in 2007 he didn't have that much help but you know later on in lebron's career specifically against the dallas mavericks lebron just kind of choked and he had a super team and he's playing older dirk and older uh, Jason Kidd and players like that, and JJ Barea, and like he just couldn't take, uh, he couldn't get it done, you know. That's the thing that separates Jordan from LeBron to me, at least in this current moment. Uh, LeBron has made a lot more finals appearances compared to Jordan, but he is four and six in those, I think. Yeah, four and six, and Jordan is six and no. So you got to give props to LeBron for making that many finals. But in the end, uh, LeBron should have a few more rings, in my opinion. Uh, 
but we'll see. His career isn't over yet, and there's definitely still potential for LeBron to move into that first spot. But you got to think about it. Uh, if you want to, LeBron has definitely had the longevity over Jordan, but um, Jordan has a very close amount of points to LeBron throughout his career when LeBron has played, I think, 250 more games at this point than Jordan. So. I don't know. I think it's so close at this point that I think it comes down to the chips and Jordan's gotten a beat in that and he has more MVPs, more. He's a better defender than LeBron, I'd say. LeBron can be a great defender if he wants to be, but I think LeBron takes too many possessions off to really uh, be credited that better defender uh, status versus Jordan, you know? Uh, I know it's a controversial topic, but... I got to go Jordan over LeBron. And I know some people are going to love that. Some people are going to hate that. And it might be surprising hearing this from someone who's only 20, who's never had a chance to really watch Jordan in live time, but who has watched the most of LeBron's career in lifetime, especially against one of his biggest rivals, the Celtics. I've seen many games where LeBron has gone off against my favorite team, but I just, if you compare their career and their trajectory, uh, yeah, I got to give the edge to Jordan. So moving on to number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem is a forgotten, he's like a dark horse in the GOAT conversation. I can't give it to him, but he's closer than a lot of people give him credit. Like, I think LeBron has just surpassed Kareem in the past few years, you know? Obviously, I think that 2016 Cavs championship put him past him, I would say, but it was close up into there. Uh, Kareem, you know, he has the all-time scoring record, you know. He has, uh, I think it's 38,000 points over his under career, which I think LeBron is going to break that uh, the next few years. It looks like he's on uh, pace to beat it, but that's why LeBron's over him right now on my list, but... You know, it's it's really close, closer than people should admit, you know. Uh, Kareem is a Hall of Famer, obviously. 19-time All-Star. That might be the most All-Star... Uh, that might be the most All-Star games of all time, maybe, of any player. I'm not sure, but I have a hunch that it is. Uh, Kareem is only a two-time scoring champ, which is kind of odd for him leading... Uh, holding the record for most points in a career that he's only two times scoring champ, but I think he had a good longevity because he was such a lengthy big man that he could score as is involve over his career as a, he aged, you know, uh, he is a four time block champ. So he led the league in blocks four seasons. He led the league in rebounding one season, six time NBA champ. So as many rings as Jordan, two more than LeBron. 15-time All-NBA, which is very impressive. 11-time All-Defensive team, even more impressive. Uh, he was Rookie of the Year, two only two times Finals MVP, which uh, is interesting because uh, obviously I don't think he gets the six championships without Magic, but uh, that's what kind of holds him back from Jordan LeBron. Uh, Jordan LeBron, every time they've won a championship, they have been the best player on their team. But the same cannot be said for Kareem. Uh, six-time MVP, which is absurd to think about. Uh, Kareem played uh, 1,560 games over his career between the Bucks and the Lakers. He averaged 24.6 points per game, 11.2 rebounds per game, and 3.6 assists per game. 
So he's played a huge amount of games, more than LeBron by, I think, 250. So LeBron, uh, when he reaches that amount of games, he probably will have the scoring record, I bet. But yeah, uh, Kareem, very solid player. He goes, he's forgotten sometimes, I feel like, when it comes to the GOAT conversation, even though he doesn't deserve to be GOAT, he should be at least honorable mention, you know. So Kareem, number three. Uh, fourth on my list is going to have to be Magic Johnson. Uh, Magic, you know, someone who has the nickname Magic, he's got to be up there, you know. Not You're not going to get that nickname lightly. Uh, Magic and Bird really revived... Uh, the NBA in the 80s, uh, from what I've read and heard, the NBA was kind of struggling until Bird and Magic came in and they created that rivalry that really boosted viewership and made the NBA, uh, cause the NBA to go on the track that it has become today, you know. Uh, Magic over his career, um, he is obviously a Hall, Hall of Famer. He's a 12-time All-Star four-time assist leader, two-time steal leader, five-time NBA champ, 10-time All-NBA, rookie of the year. Oh, no, not rookie of the year. All-rookie. Bird got rookie of the year that year, actually. Two-time All-Star MVP, three-time Finals MVP, three-time MVP. So as you can see, his like career accolades are lacking, not lacking, but lacking in comparison to the first three guys I mentioned. Uh he didn't win finals MVP for every year he won. He chip won a chip. So that is a little against him right there. Um, I thought he would have led the league in assists more. But I mean, there is John Stockton playing at the same time. So that could have been hard to beat, you know. Uh, Magic's career was a little shorter compared to the other players I've mentioned so far. I think he only played 12 or 13 years, if I'm correct. Uh, he played 906 career games. So actually, in comparison, not that much less than Jordan, because Jordan took those breaks. Uh, I think Jordan played, what was it, 1,072 or something like that, so about 170 less. His career averages are 19.5 points per game, 7.2 rebounds per game, and 11.2 assists per game. So he averaged a double-double over his career. Uh, very solid. I expected his points per game to be a little higher, but around 20 is still solid with those type of averages. Uh Magic, uh, I think he was a unicorn of a player. You know, he's a six foot nine point guard who could play one through five if you needed him to. And while uh, I hate that he got more championships than Bird did in the 80s, you got to give him props. And that's why he's number four, which leads to number five, which is Larry Bird, his rival. Uh, Bird didn't win as many championships. I believe Bird had three over the course of the 80s. And he was another player whose career was cut short from injury. Uh, Bird, in his career, he's a Hall of Famer, a 12-time All-Star, three-time NBA champion, 10-time All-NBA, three-time All-Defensive team, which I think is very underrated. I think Bird almost never gets mentioned as a elite defender because people look at him, they go, oh, this is a slow old white guy who could shoot and not really play defense. No, Bird was not a slouch. He could play D. Uh, he was rookie of the year or over Magic Johnson. He was one-time All-Star MVP, two-times Finals MVP, and three-time regular season MVP. And he won a few three-point shooting contests. 
over uh, Larry Bird's career, he averaged 24.3 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and 6.3 assists per game. Uh, He played a career total of 897 games, so very, very close to uh, Magic Johnson in totality. Uh, Larry Bird was another another kind of unicorn of the game. He was the first kind of uh, stretch big uh, point four type of player, you know, like kind of like uh, Magic a little bit. Bird, he could shoot, he could play make, he was a good rebounder, he averaged a double-double over his career. I think he really revolutionized how shooting is today. You know, without him, we might be a little further back. There might not be any Steph Curry's out there today pulling up from deep. Uh, he did play right when the three-point line was implemented, so that is a maybe a reason why he was the first. But I think Bird overall very very solid. I think he's very deserving of the number five spot. Uh, why he doesn't get the number four is because he didn't get as many championships as Magic did. But I think Magic had Kareem, so that did help him a lot more than... Well, obviously, Bird had McHale and Parrish and, like, Dennis Johnson and players like that, but no one on the scale of Kareem on his team. Even though Kareem was a little older, I think it still helped him. So I think it's very close between Magic and uh, Bird, but I give a slight edge to Magic because he I think he was a more impactful player overall, you know, but still very close. Uh, which leads me to number six on my list, which is Bill Russell, another Celtic. Uh, Bill Russell is a pioneer of uh, basketball and the NBA. And uh, I've got to thank Bill Russell for really carrying the Celtics franchise to uh, these 17 rings. He has 11 out of the 17 rings that we have right now. Hopefully Banner 18 is coming soon, but at the moment you know he has the majority of them he is a hall of famer he's a 12-time all-star four-time rebounding champ 11-time nba champ as as i said earlier 11-time all nba uh he was a one-time all defensive team but you got to remember they didn't implement all defensive teams until later into his career so i think that year that he got all defensive team was actually his last year of his career But knowing Bill Russell, he might be the best defender of all time, I would actually say, defensive player. So, you know, he would have been getting those every year. He probably would have been like, honestly, a eight or nine time defensive player of the year, which is crazy to think about. But uh, yeah, one time All-Star Game MVP, five time MVP. He played a career total of 963 games. Averaging five or not five, fifteen point one points per game, twenty two point five rebounds per game, and four point three assists per game. Um, back then, there's two Goliaths of the game, uh, Russell and Wilt. And while Wilt is always given the glory of, a lot of people I see rank him higher than Russell because of his stats and his dominance. But if he's so dominant, why could he only win like what two rings? And he always got beat by Russell. When they played the same position, they guarded each other, and Russell always got the best of him. Credit, Russell might have had a little bit of her team, but if Wilt was so dominant, the most dominant player ever, according to some, he should have been able to win more than two rings, you know. Uh, but Russell is the ultimate champion, and uh, I think he is underrated heavily by many people. 
I see people saying Kobe's better than Russell. It's like, what are you talking about, man? There might have been less teams back in the day, which I do hold them account for. But uh, if there's not that many teams, Wilt should have had 10 rings, not Russell. If Wilt's so dominant, you know, and he's such a great player. So that's why Russell is number six on my list. Uh, he was also player coach, which I think is very, very... Uh, underrated and never talked about imagine how hard it is to be a player coach in the nba i mean lebron does it already a little bit but i think there's not many uh people who could be a player coach in the history of the nba you know i don't think jordan could have been a player coach i think he would have he's too prideful and he's a good leader but i think you need to be a certain type of player to be a player coach and russell is one of those guys um which leads me to number seven on my list, which is Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is another player that I think gets underrated a lot. Tim Duncan, uh, his nickname is, uh, I think it's Mr. Fundamental or the Big Fundamental. Either way, that just sh- shows you in uh, volumes how what type of player he was, you know. Uh, Tim Duncan over his career, he's a Hall of Famer, obviously. He's a 15-time All-Star five-time NBA champ, 15-time All-NBA, 15-time All-Defensive team, which could be the most of all time, I think, actually. Uh, he was All-Star Game MVP one year, three times Finals MVP, two-time MVP, one-time Rookie of the Year. Uh, over his career of 1,392 games, he averaged 19 points per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, and three assists per game. Duncan was the epitome of longevity he played from when he was 21 to 39 all on the san antonio spurs he uh uh he didn't miss that many games in his career it looked like he on average he played about maybe 73 games per season which is pretty good for a big man you know especially before today's training you know from the early late 90s to mid 2010s uh Timmy D, he was the defensive anchor for that Spurs team, and they were a dynasty for a long time. And they're like the most, I think they're the most winning, winningest stretch of a basketball, or basketball team uh, I think I, I know of. They made the playoffs for what, I think 20 years straight. He came in as a champion. I think he won his rookie year, and he went out almost as a champion. I think he won in 20, was that 2014 with the Spurs where they beat the Heat and he retired in 2016. So yeah, from the start of his career to the end of it, he was winning and that's all you need to do to be a good player is win. You know, that's the thing that matters the most at the end of the day. And Tim Duncan did just that. And uh, he beat LeBron a few times, the arguably the second best player of all time. Uh, he... Had some great teammates. I uh, I do got to say that he had Tony Parker, Ginobili, Kawhi towards the end of his career, but uh, he had David Robinson at the beginning of his career. But Tim Duncan was the was the one thing, not one thing that was consistent, but the main. Him and Popovich were the two main pillars of that dynasty, and they won five chips. And you can't deny that he deserves a spot in the top ten. I could see how someone could rate him lower or maybe as high as low as 10, as high as five, but I think seven's a good medium spot for him. And uh, yeah, Tim Duncan at number seven. For my number eight spot, I have Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, Kobe, rest in peace. He, uh, 
very he had a very interesting career you know he got drafted at 17 youngest player to ever get drafted i think or maybe engine bynum is younger than him but either first or second you know uh he had lots of beefs he had the mamba mentality and you can't deny it. he was great even though he had off court off the court stuff and his teammate he wasn't the best teammate his teammates didn't always like him he got the job done and he got five championships you know uh kobe is a hall of famer he was inducted this last year in 2020 uh he's an 18-time all-star two-time scoring champ five-time nba champ as i said earlier 15-time All-NBA, 12-time All-Defensive team. Uh, He was an All-Rookie team candidate in 1996. Four-time All-Star Game MVP, most of all time. Two-time Finals MVP, one-time MVP. Uh, Right off the bat, the 12-time All-Defensive team uh, surprises me. I knew he made more than you expected, but not 12. I thought maybe he had eight or seven. But yeah, Kobe gets definitely underrated as a defender. He... People think of him as uh, the guy who's going to get the ball and not pass ever, and he's just going to get buckets, but he could play defense too, you know? In his career of uh, 13, uh, th- or not 13,000, 1,346 games, he has averages of 25 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, and 4.7 assists per game. So about 25 and 5, or 25, 5 and 5. 25, 5, and 5, sorry. Uh, yeah. Kobe is really solid. Mob and mentality. Uh, has both the number 8 and 24 retired by the Lakers. Uh, Kobe, I think Kobe deserved more MVPs, honestly. He is like, he's what, fourth all-time in scoring? LeBron passed him last year, right before Kobe passed. Uh, um, but he had Shaq, and I don't think he, maybe he wins one of those three. But Shaq was the best player in those teams, and you can't deny that. And uh, he did come through later on, won two chips with just Gasol, you know, and Odom and Derek Fisher and those guys, you know. But you got to give him props. That's why he's number eight, you know. Fourth all-time in scoring, five championships, great accolades. Just all around, great player, you know. He, I think the biggest thing with Kobe that, it's people know about, but I think it maybe is his biggest thing he did in basketball is how influential he is on a whole entire wave of players, you know, like people idolize Jordan, Kobe idolized Jordan. And he took that to not another level, but he just continued that, you know, and the whole next generation idolized Kobe and, well, I think a lot of people idolize LeBron or are big LeBron fans. I think I can definitely say with confidence that Kobe has a lot more fans and uh, is idolized more amongst the NBA community versus LeBron. Even though LeBron's the second best player of all time, I think Kobe had this special impact that uh, you just can't underrate, you know? And that is why Kobe's number eight. Uh, special player, great player, mob and mentality. Uh then at number nine, we have his teammate, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, I, I got to admit, I love Shaq. Shaq might be my favorite non-Celtic of all time. Shaq's just a lovable guy. Like, how can you hate him, you know? Except if you're Kobe, maybe. But <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, Shaq, he, I personally think Shaq is the most dominant player of all time. Now, Will, 
Shaq, there's there's rules implemented for uh for the um for Shaq for how dominant he is. He reminds me of uh kind of off topic, but he reminds me of Gronk in that way, you know? Rob Gronkowski. He gets held every single play running down the field his whole career. And he still has like he's still the most dominant tight end of all time. He's still the best tight end of all time. Getting held all the time. Refs won't call it because they know if they call it, he's just unstoppable and he's gonna ruin the like not ruin, but break the game, you know. What can you do? Same thing could be said for Shaq. Shaq uh played for 19 years. He is a Hall of Famer, 15-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, four-time NBA champ, 14-time All-NBA, three-time All-Defensive team, which actually really surprises me. I thought Shaq would have way more All-Defensive teams than three because, you know, you see those highlights of Shaq where he has like 15 blocks in the 90s on the Magic, you know, but, oh, well, I guess only three. I think he maybe deserves a little more than that, but I don't know. Who knows? I wasn't really alive I wasn't live, but I wasn't really watching. I was a baby when he was in his prime, you know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, three-time All-Star Game MVP. Three-time Finals MVP. So those three championships where Kobe didn't win the MVP, Shaq won it. So Shaq was the best player in those teams. Uh, one-time MVP. One-time Rookie of the Year. Well, you can only be a one-time Rookie of the Year, but he was Rookie of the Year. Uh, Shaq, I think, like Kobe, deserves more MVPs. I really think those two Steve Nash MVPs, while Steve Nash is a great player, I don't think he should have been MVP. I don't think anyone could be MVP when you only average, uh, like, what, 18 points per game? I think that's really realistic, you know? I mean, unless if you're averaging, obviously, like, 20 assists per game also and you're av- like averaging like 10 rebounds per game on top of that i could see that then but uh steve nash wasn't putting up those numbers you know so Shaq definitely deserved i would say one or two more mvps uh his jersey is retired by the magic the lakers and the suns i believe Shaq is truly a rainbow man he played on many teams of all uh different colors of the rainbow he played on the magic the lakers the heat the suns the Cavs. uh he played on the celtics that one year at the end uh he was all over the place uh in his career of 1207 games Shaq had an average of 23.7 points per game 10.9 rebounds per game and 2.5 assists per game uh Shaq is Shaq, you know uh He's Superman. He's the big Aristotle. He's uh, he's she's Shaq. You know what else can I say? He's a beast, and he deserves to be top ten. I I believe you can make an argument for someone like Hakeem to be top ten. He's definitely an honorable mention, but I would have to put Shaq at number nine. I wouldn't be mad if someone put Shaq as high as six. I wouldn't be mad if someone put Shaq at twelve. You know, but I think nine is a good spot for Shaq, which leads me to my last. And final spot of my top 10 NBA players of all time, which is Wilt Chamberlain. Like I said earlier, Wilt is considered by many as the most dominant player of all time. I had to give him second, probably. He did have a 100-point game, which is crazy to think about. But you got to remember, that was in a different era. The athletes weren't as uh, insane as they are today. But you can't discredit him. He was still the NBA. Uh... The part really knocks where uh, 
what gets knocked down for me is how he only managed to win uh, two NBA championships in his 14-year career. One, he's considered the most dominant player of all time, you know? Patrick McCaw has more NBA championships than this dude. But <laughs> no, no slight, you know? But, you know, Russell just outplayed him, you know? And every time they met head to not well, it has the better stats overall than Russell, but head-to-head, Russell had his number, you know, and they won every time, pretty much. Uh, Wilt is a Hall of Famer, 13-time All-Star, 7-time scoring champ. It's crazy to think, most dominant player of all time, playing with all these little players around him, you know, little 6'5 and shorter players, but Jordan still had more scoring champs championships than uh, Wilt did. Interesting. 11-time rebounding champ, which is impressive. One-time assist champion, which I did not expect that. That is pretty impressive for a 7-foot-1 center. Uh, Two-time NBA champ, 10-time All-NBA. Two-time All-Defensive team, which I mean, I guess what I said earlier with uh, Bill Russell, they didn't start counting him to later, so he probably deserved a lot more. Uh, One-time All-Star Game MVP, one-time Finals MVP, so he didn't even win finals MVP both of his championships only one time which kind of speaks again to what i was saying earlier four-time mvp so solid one-time rookie of the year uh will played for uh i think he played for what five different teams yeah uh he played a thousand 45 games in his career with averages of 30.1 points per game over 30 that's crazy uh, 22.9 rebounds per game, also crazy, and 4.4 assists per game. But you got to factor an error with him, and he could have been, you know, people bash Westbrook for stat padding and uh, getting those rebounds and getting those assists, but it doesn't really translate to winning. Uh, I wasn't alive to watch Will, and I don't, there's not much, there's some stuff on Will, but it's not as like well covered as obviously modern day NBA. But I think. He could have been a little bit of a stat pattern, you know. He might have not impacted the winning as much as you might have thought from looking at his stats, which is maybe why I have him ranked at number 10, you know. But like I said with some other players, I think a good range for what to be ranked in would have to be between, uh, I would say, 6 or 5 to like 10 or 11. I could see him anywhere in between there, but uh, I personally rank him 10 because I think that's due to the era. If he won more championships, I think him and Russell would uh, uh, average out more, you know? Like, I, th- I would say if Wilt had more chips, or the same amount of chips as Russell did, or maybe even one less, I would say Wilt deserves to get high- ranked higher all time than Bill. But since Bill has so many more, nine more, I, this is hard for me to put him over Bill, you know? Uh, well, you know, he is a great player, and he deserves that spot, and... Uh, some honorable mentions that could have definitely made the top 10, but I didn't put them in my top 10 is Hakeem. Uh, other ones, Jerry West. Um, trying to think of some other ones. I think in a f- by the end of their careers, I could definitely see Giannis being a, or well, before Giannis, KD obviously is, I think, borderline top 10 already. But uh, Giannis, two time MVP. He's playing like an MVP this season, but no one's talking about it, you know? He's putting up huge numbers. He could very well be MVP this season again. to be MVP three times in a row, which is crazy to think about. Uh, Curry is another person who I think is right on the brink of top 10 all-time. 
But I think by the end of his career, Curry could be, he could be up there. He could be like seven or eight in there, you know? Uh, I think another player that never gets mentioned is Kevin Garnett. Garnett is an MVP, a champion. He was like a 15-time All-Star, or maybe plus or minus a little bit. But Garnett is a beast, and he is one of the most brilliant defensive players I've ever seen in my life. Him and Kawhi are just up there, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'd say those are my honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my top 10 list. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully I didn't ramble on too much and thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to try to get better at this as it goes on. You know, I have another podcast. Isn't that wild with my buddy Cade, where we talk about all types of like wild random kind kind of stuff, you know, whether it's like theories or funny stuff that happened throughout our week. You know, we just talk about everything over there. That's a good one. So you should check that out if you haven't checked that out before. And uh, keep uh, keep tuned in. I'm probably going to talk a lot about the Celtics and the Patriots as their series uh, seasons go on. So you could listen to me talk about that. I'll probably talk about the NBA and NFL as a whole a lot. Also, maybe I'll do an episode on the Patriots off season so far because they've had a pretty good off season. But yeah, thanks for sticking in, and I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, it's Hunter signing off for the One Podcast. Thank you for listening. See ya.